Hello, my name is Rose Cortine and you're listening to the Talking Teenage Life podcast. This is a podcast that explores people's experiences in their teenage years and what they've learnt since. everyone thanks for joining us today for those of you that are regular listeners you will know that sometimes we interview people who are more in the public eye and sometimes it's people who have a great story to tell but are not so famous joining me in the studio today is someone who falls in the latter category but he is someone who has really influenced me Matt Levitt used to be the youth worker at Forge Community Church and I'm really looking forward to our conversation Hi Matt. Hiya. Uh, let's start off with talking about your teenage years. Where were you as a teenager? Oh wow, okay. So I lived in um, a place called Amersham, which is round the M25, near Watford, near Chorleywood, that sort of way. And so I grew up, um, I didn't grow up going to church or anything yeah. like that. Um, and I grew up and um, when I was about 15, my parents divorced. Yeah. And so me, I've got a twin brother. I've got an older brother and a younger sister. And uh, so we we all moved with my mum into yeah. this little house in Amersham. And kind of we had my teenage years there, really. Yeah. And I've got to say, I I um I loved my teenage years. Yeah. I was a bit of a handful. I know I, was, I caused a few <laughs> problems. Um, You know, it wasn't like really, really bad. But I yeah. kind of got into scrapes and ups and downs <laughs> and stuff as you do as a teenager. And um, but, but I had a really good group of friends. And so yeah, that was really that important helped. to me. Yeah. Really helps. I think yeah um yeah yeah so how did you find the divorce with your parents then so my dad um my dad worked really hard um he worked in London he worked for Marks and Spencers in their head office up there and to be honest I we didn't see a lot of him at home yeah and I guess a lot of teenagers have got the same because you know you know yeah you know uh, parents work maybe it's mum maybe it's dad and one works away a lot my dad was away as well exactly we're at school you know they've gone to work before we get up in the morning and you know they're sometimes I was going to bed before he was even back so you know I don't want to criticize him he he worked really hard for us as a family but I think I think that was what partly caused the kind of marriage to break down just didn't see the family yeah. didn't see my mum um but yeah so I was about 15 and I think yeah. um I, I I did struggle with it you know uh partly it was like well we had to move house we had to move from a really yeah. big house to a really small house and life was going to change yeah and you knew that it was going to change but you, just didn't, but you know. didn't know how yeah. exactly that's exactly it and I think for a lot of teenagers maybe going through that even listening to this um it's that not knowing it's not yeah, knowing it's what the, life's yeah. going to be like but the one thing you do know is that it's going to be different yeah. Uh, and things are going to change. And, you know, even if mum or dad, whoever leaves, yeah. um, they make the best promises that they'll, 
you know, they still want to be in your life. Yeah, and they still put you first. They even say, though, yeah. yeah, they say that and they really mean it, but sometimes it doesn't feel like yeah. that's what happens because maybe they've got another family that they're now, you yeah. know, uh, responsible for or maybe just distance that you live apart means yeah. you don't see them as much. And so they really want to put you first so, yeah. and they actually mean it, but sometimes it doesn't feel like that. But, you know, life yeah. is going to be different and life is tough. And, you know, my mum, my mum didn't work, but then suddenly she had to work yeah, to try so and keep us. Well. It was hard for her. She was worried about what life was going to be like. She didn't know because it was going to be different for her yeah. as well. Um, different for everyone. So, you know that you're going to go through the same differences together. Exactly, exactly. That's true. And, you know, as kids, so my sister, my little sister is about six or seven years younger so than she us. She was a lot younger. She was a lot yeah. younger. In fact, talking to her now, she doesn't even really remember my dad. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the, the, most of the family never really saw my dad after that yeah. happened. So, you know, that's a that's a challenge. Um, so, so I had great teenage years. Yeah. You know, it's not like one of these X Factor moments where it's like, oh, my life was really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I discovered I could sing. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not, I can't sing, by the way. Um, it's it's none of that. Um, you know, yeah. I had a great childhood and I had a had good teenage years and I loved it. But there were some challenges yeah. that came with it. I didn't really like school, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I it wasn't that I hated it. It's just I didn't really see the point yeah. of a lot of what we were learning. And so my GCSEs came round and um, I didn't really study. I kind of scraped through, yeah. thought I could, you know, and I didn't do very well at my GCSEs. And yeah. so I left school straight after my GCSEs. So you didn't go to uni either then? Uh, not at that point. No, I didn't. Um, so you mentioned you'd got into some scrapes. What were some of those scrapes? <laughs> well, there was the, uh, there's the stupid things that we... So, there were, there's my twin brother and my older yeah. brother is only a year older than us. So there are so, these three yeah. Levitt boys. So we we just kind of roamed the streets. And so got I remember... Got a reputation for yourself. Yeah, we got a bit of a reputation. So when you're little, when you're like eight, nine and ten, it's a bit cute and it's a bit funny. So it was stuff like... When the snow came round, we uh, we rolled up these big snowballs, huge snowballs, <laughs> and we blocked the road, our yeah. road, and then charged car drivers to come through. <laughs> so we like charged them ten p and and rolled the snow, and yeah. they were, you know, that's just funny and a joke yeah. uh, and a joke. And then uh, my mum got the knock on the door, and, and it was a policeman kind of with <laughs> us both, and he said, he said, oh, you know, Mrs. Levitt, he said they they were blocking the road. He said. They were charging people to come through. We wouldn't mind, but then they tried to charge us, right? <laughs> and that's all cute yeah. and that's funny. But then I guess as you get older, oh, as a teenager, you try and get away with more. Exactly, and and you kind of try and drink, try and get yeah. hold of alcohol a bit young. And we, you know, we had house parties in people's yeah. houses. You know, when mum and dad were away for the weekend, <laughs> and we'd have parties. And sometimes things got a bit out of hand. Yeah, you know, again, we didn't mean to. We weren't we weren't planning on destroying yeah. houses, but but things it get out. Happened. Happened, yeah. As you know, things happen, and we did stuff like hedge hopping, where we used to go into gardens and then run into the next door yeah. neighbor's garden, and see how far down the road we could go. And and um and again, you know, we didn't think about the consequences of that. That actually, we kind of messed up people's gardens or broke their yeah. fences or broke their hedges. Just because you got the reputation, people wouldn't have minded as much <laughs> as if they didn't know who you were. But then they found yeah. out who it was, you know, Matt Levitt, yeah. Matt Levitt, you know. So we got a bit of a reputation for kind yeah. of, you know, messing around and fights and that sort of stuff, but, but yeah. nothing too serious. Yeah. I didn't end up in prison. Did you have any career aspirations at that age? Okay, oh yeah. So I um, 
all along, I I wanted to be a fireman, actually. Yeah. I thought, no, I really wanted to be a fireman. And that was right up until I was about 16. So after the divorce, when I got to about 16, something happened in my life and it kind of changed my life, really. I, um, I, I went to a party. Yeah. And I met this girl there that I fancied, right? Yeah. And I went up to her and I asked her out. And uh, she said to me, no. And I was I was a bit shocked. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you want to go out with me? And she said, she said to me, she said, because I'm a Christian and you're not. I... And to be honest, I didn't even really know what a Christian was. It yeah. was all a bit like, oh, wow. I knew it was something to do with God, but didn't really know what it was. Yeah. So there's this girl I fancy says, uh, oh, I'm a Christian and that's why I'm not going out with you. So I was yeah. like, well, I'll become a Christian. Yeah. <laughs> and she laughed at me and she said, no, no. She said, you don't understand. She said, you've got to come to church and you've got to learn who Jesus is. Yeah. And, I and was then like, decide. Yeah. But I didn't know any of that. And I didn't know yeah. who Jesus was. And I didn't, I didn't even really know that you could get to know God. So anyway, I asked her which church she went to. And she told me this Anglican church in, in Amersham. And told me the time of the service next yeah. Sunday. And I turned up. And she was like mega shocked. Like <laughs> She was like shocked and a bit embarrassed. But I turned yeah. up at church and I turned up in my suit and tie. Because I thought that's what you <laughs> yeah. had to wear. I was like, because I'd never really been to church yeah. before. And didn't know what to expect. No. So I turned up in this church building. And I've got to be honest, it, it was weird. Yeah. I, you know, they were singing songs I didn't know. They were saying stuff I didn't know. They were... Um, they were, it was all standing up and sitting down when, it, but so I didn't get any of it. Yeah. And to be honest, I didn't believe any of it. Yeah. When they were talking about God, but there was this couple of rows of young people. Yeah. And they they were great young people, and they became my friends. Yeah. And do you know what? I'm Did actually you go regularly. Then? Yeah. Well, I'm still friends with those guys really? now, and so I went every single week to yeah. church. I didn't believe any of it, but I went because this girl was there yeah. right, that I fancied, and um. I kept asking her out and she kept saying, no, no, you're not a Christian yet. And the bloke at the front, the vicar, would yeah. preach and he'd say stuff that I didn't really understand or didn't believe, but he'd be preaching about the Bible. Yeah. But over the time, so I went to everything. I went to prayer meetings and Bible studies and everything. Just to try and, just to try and convince <laughs> this girl. Um, yeah. Uh, but over the time, I realised this whole Christianity thing is about Jesus. Yeah. And about, and I learned through the talk, I learned, oh, it's about him dying on a cross and coming back to life. And I was like, right, I've got to work out if this is really true. Because yeah. if this is really true, then it's kind of like a game changer. Yeah. And if it's not really true, then, well, waste, I've wasted yeah. a year of my life trying to get this girl. <laughs> yeah. So, I, So I did a lot of studying. I asked a lot of questions. Yeah. And... Um, I've been going to church for about a year and a half and I was away on this youth weekend away. Yeah. And we were singing a song and and I suddenly realised that I believed that Jesus lived, died and rose again. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's... And it kind of felt a bit weird inside. Yeah. I was like, oh, if you'd asked me yesterday, I didn't really believe it. But like today, I do. Yeah. And it was a bit weird. So I went outside on my own and it was night time and I kind of bit weird I know but I looked up at the sky and I kind of said you know God I don't know if you're real but I believe in Jesus yeah and I want to spend my life telling young people about Jesus that's really and that was my kind of that was the moment I became Christian but it was also the moment where I found out what I wanted to do as a job it was like and I didn't even know if you could 
get a job being paid yeah. to telling people about Jesus. But I like I knew this was important yeah. enough to to make to, you want to tell to make others. me want. So I kind of stopped wanting to be a fireman. I wanted yeah. to tell people about, and then I got involved in you know church youth group yeah. and that sort of stuff, and they helped me and guided me. And although I hadn't done my A-level, I didn't do A-levels, yeah. and I didn't go to university. I was working at that time in a sports centre as a lifeguard. Yeah. Um, kind of a few years later, I realised I needed to learn more about the Bible, yeah, learn so, more about yeah. God so that I could tell young people. And that led me to Bible College, which is kind of like university, yeah. but concentrated just on theology. So, yeah. yeah. So, obviously, faith has been a big part then of your adult life. Um, you've also been involved in going to Guatemala. Let's talk a bit about that. Yeah, okay, cool. So, I um, when I left to go to Bible college, I was about 21. And yeah. my youth worker at the church at the time, he said, well, I'm leaving the church as well. And he said, I'm going to work in a place called Guatemala. I didn't know where Guatemala <laughs> was. Didn't even really know if it was a country. Yeah. But there was a programme that, that was on TV. It's got 25 years ago called Every Man. Some of the older yeah. hearers will um will remember that programme. And it was a programme, and there was a title on the programme called They Shoot Children, Don't They? And it was yeah. a whole programme about the country of Guatemala and how the police and the military forces wanted to get rid of street children. Uh, now, street children are children who live on the streets. Yeah. They don't have mum, they don't have dad. They live on the streets. They get their food from the streets. Yeah. They're in gangs to survive. Um, and this programme really challenged me. I sat with my youth yeah. worker watching it. He went off to Guatemala for a couple of years. Yeah. I went to Bible, Bible college, college, but it yeah. stayed with me. And so since that moment, so for 25 years, yeah. I've had an involvement in this country on the other side of the world. Yeah. It's a country just below Mexico. So it's quite near America and America's got all the yeah. money. And it's and then just a few hundred miles away is this country where um, children have a rough time. Yeah. Now, it's changed a lot since the yeah. 80s. <laughs> There's not a lot of children that get shot. Yeah. But, you know, they still have a really hard life. And yeah. occasionally still some difficult things happen there. Yeah. But I... Um, so that I, I was part of starting a charity called Street yeah. Kids Direct. And Street Kids Direct works trying to alleviate suffering and yeah. street children on the streets of Guatemala and Honduras, the next door country. So I've been out there probably every year since I was 25, wow. so 25, 30 times. I've seen children who were like toddlers or like babies crawling grow on the up. floor. I've now yeah. seen them grow up. Um, and part of the charity, part of what we do is raise money and funds to put the kids through school. Yeah. So I had the awesome privilege of a few years ago of one of the girls finishing university. Oh, wow. So she finished university as a teacher. And I've got a photo of her when she's a toddler on the streets. Wow. And it so she's now a teacher. Proud yeah, really proud yeah. moment. And and she's come back to one of the children's home which we work with, and she's back as a teacher teaching street kids. And and that it just kind so of blows amazing. your mind. Yeah. And and you know, I've got loads of stories like that. In fact, some of my friends who are working in the charity yeah. now, even as we record this, they're doing a fundraiser where they're walking yeah. from John O'Groats to Land's End yeah. and just to raise money and so part of what I do yeah. is I want to give outside of Suffolk yeah. and outside of the UK. You know, I know that 
even though I said, oh, I had a tough time as a teenager, yeah. it's nothing, nothing compared, compared to, to what, what I see have, in yeah. Guatemala. And um, so I always want to keep a connection yeah. there. So so I know street children and I know people who are now adults but still struggle and they live on the streets and have drug addictions and yeah. all sorts of things. But I've got, I play a very, very small part in, in a big community, in, in a big yeah. community and, and a big part in changing some people's lives. So Yeah. Yeah. What makes it so special just for you to see those people? Yeah, so, I mean, I think even even if we're in this country, you know, when you do something that helps and somebody else and you get nothing back from yeah. it, but you've helped someone else and you've made their life better, and it could be something really stupid like walking down the school corridor and giving somebody a smile and yeah, making their the day door. better, holding yeah. the door. It might be, you know, putting a little bit of money in a charity tin. It might be. Yeah. But actually, um, it, you've made somebody else's life better. Yeah. And I can be a part of that, making other children's lives better. And it's yeah. an awesome privilege. You can just say when you say that, it then makes you like feel happy inside. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you've done a lot of youth work in Guatemala, but um, you've also done some in the UK. Yeah. So, um, is praying an important part of being a Christian, especially when you're a um, teenager as well? Okay. Yeah. 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 I think. Um. So prayer is kind of us as human beings talking to an invisible God. Yeah. Now, when I say it like that, it might sound a little bit strange. Yeah. It's like it's like you're talking to, to somebody who, who can't, can't answer see, back and yeah. can't. But hey, we do that all the time, don't we? We talk to ourselves sometimes. Yeah. We talk to our dog yeah. or we talk to our cat. You know, now prayer isn't about me kind of trying to twist God's arm. You know, if I prayed for God to give me a Ferrari tomorrow, yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's not about me pr- trying to twist God's arm to give me what I want. But prayer is about me building a relationship with somebody that I love. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, it's the same with us here. You know, if I had a friend, a real physical friend, yeah. but never spoke to them, never communicated to them, never listened to them, yeah. which prayer, part of prayer is listening. Yeah. If I never did that with my friends, they'd kind of go, well, how interested in me are yeah. you, really? Um, and so with God, prayer is this relationship. I, I talk to God. I ask him questions. Now, I don't hear like an audible answer. I don't know, Matt, this is what you should do. (laughs) I don't hear any of that. But it's this relationship. And sometimes when I'm patient enough, when I'm quiet enough, when I listen, sometimes I get a sense, a feeling of perhaps the right thing to do or... But I understand that that's difficult to, you know, for us to pray to God. Especially for younger children who then just think you're just saying something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that's why in the Bible, um, God, God says, look, if you want somebody to follow, if you want a model to copy, then copy Jesus because he was this real person. And I think God understands it's a bit difficult for us to grab hold of who is. So yeah, prayer is really important. Yeah. Um, Prayer is, is a part of building this relationship. Yeah. And you know what? I think often even people who aren't Christians or aren't any faith, they still pray. Yeah. You know, how many times do we go, oh, God, don't let that happen? Yeah. Well, maybe that's a kind of a yeah. prayer, really. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe that's, you know, oh, this is so bad. I, I need, I can't even talk to this person. I need yeah. to talk to something yeah. or someone up there. So, yeah, prayer is really important. Do you think God has a plan for you? Oh, wow. Um, yes, I do. I think God knows me. 
Yeah. And he knows me inside out. You know, you know me. Yeah. You know me quite well. Um, my friends know me very well. Yeah. But I think God knows me inside out. He knows the number of hairs on my head. He knows, he knows you better than yourself. Exactly. He knows me better than I know myself. Yeah. He knows my hopes. He knows my dreams. He knows my ambitions and my aspirations. He knows what makes me come most alive, what makes yeah. me laugh. He also knows my fears. What, he knows yeah, what makes what me scared, me. Yeah. what upsets me, what pains me. He knows all of that. Yeah. So I don't I, I don't think God has everything, you know, Plan- it's not like out. I'm a robot. Yeah. It's not like he makes me do stuff, but he knows me and he's created me. Yeah. And and I think he says, Matt, go on, go on. Yeah. You know, you want to do that? You want to tell young people yeah. about Jesus? Go on. And I'm going to be with you in that. And I'm going to gift yeah. you in that. So he'll help you with whatever you decide to do. Absolutely. Now, if I decided to be a fireman, yeah. <laughs> I think God would have said, go on. Yeah. Go and be the best fireman you can be. So he wants you to do what you want to yeah. do. Yeah. He's gifted me with those desires and those yeah. wishes. Now, of course, there are some things I want to do that yeah. actually are very good. <laughs> you know, and sometimes they'll be that will challenge me. No, no, Matt, that's not the best thing yeah. for you. And maybe as I read the Bible, I see a bit more about God's will for yeah. us as people. So he allows us this free choice, but yeah. at the same time he knows me and he knows what I'll be best yeah. at. So yeah. Do you think going to church is an important part of being a Christian? Yeah, I do. Faith. I think it. I think it's really important. It's not what makes you a Christian. That's yeah. quite important. You know, just turning up to church every Sunday doesn't make you a Christian. You have to listen. And yeah, pay and, and I mean, I could yeah. go and sit in a garage every day, and it doesn't make me a car. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, um, yeah. but it is an important part. And actually, going to church and being with other Christians who yeah. are all celebrating the same God and loving the same God is important. Yeah. Listening to people teach me about God, which happens at church, yeah. is important. And at church, we often sing songs which we call worship. Um, and all that means is kind of giving honour and glory to yeah. God. So when we're singing songs, we say, God, we recognise you're great and we love you. Um, so, yeah, I think it. it's really important. Yeah. Now, if I miss a Sunday... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. God's not kind of all down on me, (laughs) kind of, right, you're not a Christian. No, no, no. (laughs) But actually, if we love God and if we love being a Christian, then going to church is something that we should want to do. Yeah. So would you say there's a difference in faith and religion? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Religion... um, Religion is something that we kind of feel we have to do. Yeah. You know, we I clean my teeth religiously yeah. every day, twice a day, <laughs> and I have to do it. Um, yeah. Religion is kind of about this um, rules that you have to yeah. follow. And you think by doing that you're pleasing God or you're earning brownie points, yeah. God points, and enough God points get you to heaven. No, no. <sighs> you know, actually Christians often talk that it it's more of a relationship than yeah. a religion. Um, now I, I understand the phrase religion and we learn lots about religions we learn what all different sorts of religions believe but faith is a bit more personal this yeah. is what I believe um, and I really do believe in God and I believe yeah. in Jesus and I believe in the church and I believe in yeah and yeah. that's where it becomes more of a relationship than just a religion yeah and um, would you say as a teenager it's harder to 
um, have a faith because of all the distractions and temptations. Uh, I would. Now, just... um don't think it gets easier when you get to be yeah. an adult, right? <laughs> right? It's yeah. just as hard being an adult. Yeah. You know, you talk to your mum or dad who are Christians or others. You know, it's tough being a Christian yeah. as an adult. Sudden doesn't suddenly become easier yeah. just because you're like 40 or whatever. Yeah. But yes, of course, being a teenager. Trying you're new wor- things. You're trying new things. You're working out who you are. You're working out what you want to do yeah. in life, as we were talking about earlier. You're working out who your friends are. You're working out who's yeah. good for you and who's not good for you you're working out relationships and boyfriends and girlfriends and so there are a lot of distractions yeah um and uh so so i think for teenage there's some particular challenges and that's why i like working with with but actually there's also some things about being a teenager that can be really um beneficial to faith because yeah. at the moment you're thinking and you're deciding and mm. your life course isn't set for you whereas you like when you're 50 you yeah when you're follow, 50 it's yeah. like oh well I need to go to work today to earn the money to keep my house and you know at the moment you can you've got a little bit more freedom yeah. to decide um and but I would say for teenagers hey hey faith is something that's worth thinking about yeah you know don't think oh I'll think about it when I'm old no actually it's worth thinking about because then you've now. got it because then you know what to believe when you're an adult. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gives you a foundation yeah, to face some grow. of the challenges yeah. that come being a teenager and some of the challenges that come being an yeah. adult, actually. Because you work with um, teenagers particularly, I um, I asked my RE class what, what would okay. be the one question you'd asked a christian so i'm just gonna talk great yeah some of the questions that they gave that's brilliant yeah so um have you ever spoken or heard god um as i was saying earlier yeah so sorry part of my job i I even work now working with young people and sometimes i even go into schools and and engage with re classes so i love the fact that you've done this um have i ever spoken well i speak to god all the time that's prayer um have i ever heard from god as I said before, I haven't heard this audible voice. Yeah. But I do think I hear from God sometimes when I open my Bible and read my yeah. Bible. And I read the story of God. And that's what the Bible is. It's yeah. the story of God. Some bits of it are really hard to understand. Some bits are easier. Yeah. In the later bit of the Bible, which we call the New Testament, there's some biographies of Jesus by these guys, Matthew, Mark, yeah. Luke and John, who kind of lived around the time of Jesus and wrote stuff down. And that's a bit easier to yeah. understand. And I believe I hear from God by reading that. Yeah. Sometimes I hear from God in the weirdest of places. You know, I'm a big fan of movies and films and I love yeah. movies and films. And sometimes I've been watching a movie or a film and a character has said something. Like that. And, it's like, and then oh. that's like yeah. dropped. Yeah. And yeah. something like in my heart, inside my, inside my gut is like, oh, God wants me to remember yeah. that. Or God wants me to apply that. Yeah. You know, sometimes I've been with street children in Guatemala and they've said something. And then it's sparked like, yeah, right exactly. inside of you. Um, so I, I think when we talk about hearing from God, let's think broad. Yeah. And if we think broad, you know, sometimes people hear from God walking in nature and in the countryside. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I believe God speaks to us in lots of different yeah. ways. Yeah. What does heaven look like for you? Wow. <laughs> um, so I think 
we often talk about heaven and we go, oh, heaven's this place we go to when we die. It's and, perfect. You know, it's perfect. And, and, yeah. and the Bible does t- say some things about heaven, but interestingly, it doesn't say much, yeah. which is, you know, it it's almost as if it's going to be so amazing. We can't quite comprehend it or understand yeah. it now, but it does say a few things about heaven. It says yeah. that heaven is um, a, a beautiful place. And it says that it's a place where there's no suffering, yeah. no tears, no crying, no mourning. Yeah. Not mourning as in evening and morning, but mourning as in sadness. <laughs> yeah. And even even just that, stop and think about that. It's like, wow. No what one would, knows what it's like. Even what would this yeah. world be like if there was no tears? Yeah. No sadness. No no things that cause tears or sadness. Yeah. So illness and sickness. Very, they'd all be very gone. Different. It would yeah. be a very different world. So that's just one thing that the Bible yeah. says about about heaven and and it and I could stop and think about that forever. Yeah. But it says other things. It says that it's going to last for eternity. Yeah. Now, we, we can't even begin to imagine no. eternity because everything that we think of has a beginning, a middle and an end. Yeah. Like we do, sofa does, laptop, everything. Yeah. So to have something that doesn't have a beginning and doesn't have a middle and doesn't have an end is it's kind of hard, hard to imagine. Yeah. But it's something that's going to continue forever. And I think yeah. one of the, the last things that it says is that it's a place where God fully is. Yeah. And this world here now as Christians... We believe God's here and he interacts with us, but but heaven's going to be like God multiplied a billion yeah. fold. And so, I mean, it says a few more things about what heaven's like, but those are some really important things yeah. about what heaven is like. And and I believe there is actually yeah. a heaven. And, you know, when I die and when my body like rots away, you know, the bit that makes me unique, my spirit or my soul or my yeah. character, or whatever you want to call it, will live on with God. Yeah. So do you believe that everyone has has to forgive anyone even if they've done something that terrible? Wow, I, you know, these questions are great questions and um they they come from, you know, it's easy for us to I think of it like an academic question. Yeah. But I know those sort of questions behind them is often a situation. Yeah. A story, a scenario maybe some personal pain, yeah. you know, and I think in my life I could answer that question academically and I will answer the question, but yeah. I could also look back at my life and go, wow, what about the, the people you, that I've yeah. hurt and people that have hurt me? And yeah. suddenly it becomes a lot more personal, that sort of question about, but as Christians, we believe that actually fundamentally we've done stuff wrong that and we God's need forgiven yeah. forgiveness for. And we believe that, God offers forgiveness to us in in the form of Jesus. And and then Jesus says, well, if if I can forgive you, Matt, then you can forgive then you, everyone. You can yeah. forgive other people. So I think the command or the challenge is yes to forgive anyone. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that oh yeah, I forgive them, you know, when somebody's done horrific things to us or our families. Yeah. Or, you know, when our life's been turned upside down, forgiving is really, really hard. hard. And it may yeah. take a long time. And um, we may need to keep forgiving yeah. and keep forgiving and keep forgiving. But I think yeah, I think the challenge of the Bible is we must at least be willing to entertain the possibility to consider that yeah, yeah we need to forgive those people. So Whoever asked that question is a great question, and I know there's probably a story behind yeah. it. But um, 
yeah, at least try and keep your heart open. Because I also yeah. know what happens to my heart, and you do probably when when you get all bitter and angry, yeah, kind of. It's hard. It, yeah, it's, it's really it's hard up to inside, think. And, yeah. and it affects other relationships, doesn't it? Yeah. If I'm angry with person A, somehow I seem to take it out on person B. Yeah, and then you know? it affects. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't forgive someone, they'll probably just move on. But then it affect you more because you know you exactly, won't be able to exactly. Them. Or you come back from school and you've had a hard day at school and. And then you take it out on mum and dad. And, yeah. And, and you have a rubbish evening. <laughs> Just because someone <laughs> yeah, Because of yeah. something else, you know. And so it affects all of our life. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is your favourite parable? Oh, the word parable, if you don't know. Parable, it's kind of just means story. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, Jesus taught a lot in parables. Yeah. He taught a lot in stories. And I love the fact that he can, like, in effect, go... Right, once upon a time, yeah. <laughs> sit down. And he makes up these stories. That they um, all have a meaning Yeah, them. they've got deep meanings behind them. And there's loads of great stories in the Bible that he used to teach people stuff. I think, oh, good question. I think one of my favourite is what's called the story of the Good Samaritan. Yeah. And I won't tell you the whole story. It's a long story. But in effect, um, there's this guy who gets beaten up on the road and he gets robbed. And all the holy people, all the people that you think should go and help him out, people like the priests and the rabbis, and they like walk on by on the other side and they cross the road and they don't want to go near him because they think they'll be made unholy by going near him. And then this other guy walks past who is a Samaritan now, a Samaritan comes from an area called Samaria, and they hated the Jews. It's yeah. like this was a big battle fight, and it's like the one person you think wouldn't go yeah. and help is the one who actually helps. Yeah. And I think that's a great picture of what you were just talking about, about forgiveness. Yeah. It's like, wow, what if my worst enemy came needed my help? Yeah. Or if my worst enemy came, came and, and helped, helped me. You, yeah. It's like it turns everything on its head. And and in some ways, it's a bigger picture of what God has done for us. You know, sometimes I think of the worst stuff I've done and God would have every right just to ignore me. But yeah. he says, no, no, I want to help you. I want to love you. I want to give you. So that's probably the yeah. story that uh, sits with me the most. Do you think that is the most important teaching in Christianity then? Wow. Um in fact, go back to Jesus. Jesus yeah. himself was asked the same question. Yeah. He was like, because everything seemed too big and too complicated. And Jesus said, you know what? The most important thing he said, the most important thing is to love God and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. And he says, everything can be summed up in that. All of the old Jewish laws, yeah. everything can be summed up just in that statement. Love God and love your neighbor. As, as yourself. You yourself. And he yeah. didn't just mean the person who literally lives yeah. next door to us in the house. It's like anyone we meet, sit next to on the bus, um, yeah. sit next to at school, uh, walking along, going to Tesco's and at the checkout. Yeah. Anyone we meet, treat them as if we would want to be treated. Yeah. And it's like sometimes called the golden rule because it's yeah. just like summing everything up. Yeah. So do you believe in the Big Bang or do you believe that God created the world? Wow. Um, it's interesting the question's phrased like that because um, they've kind of set it on as an either or. Yeah. They kind of said, you must believe this or, or you must yeah. believe this. I, I, of course, I believe in God and I believe God had more than a hand in creation. Yeah. 
He was in charge of creation. He controlled creation. He started it off. I don't know how he did it because I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> and neither was anyone else. No. Even our best scientists are making their best guesses because yeah. they weren't there. Um, I think we get into this trap of, you know, creation versus evolution or science versus faith. And there has to be an answer. And we think it yeah. must fall into a... Now, actually, what about all those scientists who are Christians? Yeah. And there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Like, actually, suddenly it begins with mess with our mind and we think, oh, maybe it's not either or. Do you know what? I think I think the biggest problem is we come to the Bible... And we, ask, well, and we ask in the wrong question, actually. We come to Genesis, this book about creation, and we want to know how. Yeah. How did he do it? How did he do it? How did he do it? Genesis isn't really answering how. Yeah. It's answering why. Yeah. Genesis is much more about why the world was created. It's not really about how. Right? Yeah. It's like, it's like it's not a question it's trying to answer. And and I think the other way, I think if you if scientists who are great at the how, yeah. and I love science, and I love reading science, and I love reading books about creation. Yeah. And But if you go to a scientist and you ask the why question, they suddenly they get all messed yeah. up because science isn't really about why. Science is about, about how, yeah. right? And so if we come to the right thing with the right question, we'll probably get the right answer. Yeah. So um, I, I believe God a hand in creation. I believe he did it. How he quite did it, I don't know. Even yeah. if it's exactly as we're described with the Big Bang. Yeah. You know, we've still got some questions with that. Like, where did the stuff come from to go yeah. bang in the first place? Like, where did, you know, where did the matter come to explode, to start yeah. things? You know, how does how does it all keep continuing? Yeah. Um, where does life start from non-life? There's still lots yeah. of questions that scientists are trying to work out. Yeah. And at the moment, the Big Bang is their best guess. Yeah. Um, but but for Christians, we believe God had a hand in it. Yeah. And and that's the really important thing to keep hold of. And to not go to the Bible with the wrong question and to not go to science or whatever yeah. with the wrong questions because we'll probably get the wrong answers. So. Yeah. Well, we're almost at the end of our Oh, podcast. wow, okay. I've probably so, talked a lot, sorry. <laughs> so just one final question. Okay, yeah, yeah. What would you tell your teenage self? Wow. Cool. What would I tell my teenage self? Well, as I shared at the beginning, you know, some of the stuff I did as a teenager, I, I do regret. Um, not not for me, but for other people. Yeah. So I kind of, when I was dating, when I was going out with girls, I probably didn't treat them very well, <laughs> you know, and I dumped them to go out with somebody else, you yeah. know. And, and I and I, I would probably tell myself, hey, try and look beneath the surface a little yeah. bit more. Try and see people behind, you know, the instant fun that's given to them. I I challenge myself to um, to take life a little bit easier. I think yeah. as teenage years we think oh, the whole world is gonna gonna collapse and yeah. die if you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd say, hey, no, it won't. You know, you like, the world will still continue even if you yeah. fail all your GCSEs, Matt. But you know, some of these things are important too. Yeah. And I think I would challenge myself about the whole faith thing. Yeah. And I challenge myself that if God is real and if Jesus yeah. is real and if he really did live, 
die and rise again, then that is a game changer. Yeah. And I'm glad I discovered that when I was 17. And I wish I'd discovered it earlier. Yeah. Because it's changed my life and it's pushed my life. And I love my life and I love my job and I love the things I do. And um, so I tell myself, yeah, take life a little bit easier. Enjoy life. Yeah. Life's good. Life's to be enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but have a good think about the faith question. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking to us today. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to Talking Teenage Life podcast and that this discussion has inspired you. Please remember to subscribe via your usual podcast provider. We'd love you to leave a review online and don't forget to visit www.talkingteenagelife.com to find out what we're up to.